And now for the podcast, who's missing Ariani, because she's waxed, vaxxed, and ready to party down in Puerto Rico. This is Not All Podcasts Wear Capes. I broke, I broke there because I saw you laugh and I kind of like did a little stutter step. And she's gonna kill you. <laughs> nah, she's gonna love it. She's gonna love it. I'm she's, sure. I'm sure. What's up? She's tearing, tearing it up down in PR, yo. What? I know better than us in this. Uh, I know crazy weather weekend we had. Um, but you know what? T first and foremost, we're recording on Memorial Day, so uh, you know, thank you to any military members out there or. For, for your service, we, we appreciate everything because without you guys, we wouldn't be able to record this dumb little podcast that we do. I'm, I'm here like I'm saluting in the I saw Anthony you. Test I saw you. you saw me. You uh, saw I'll vouch me. for you. T, t gave you guys a salute for sure. <laughs> all right. All right. Okay. So uh, today, what are we going to be talking about so th- today? So this, Spade? Is a, this is a fun topic. I've been wanting to, re- uh, to go over this because we bought these comic books, I feel like, two years ago now at this point. But we're going to revisit The Eternals, which is one of the very first episodes that we recorded on. Right, which which is one of actually one of my favorites because I think that's the one I was I was most prepared for. I felt like we were doing a podcast and I was like, no, if I'm doing a podcast, I got to do my research. I got to get I got to <laughs> I just can't I just can't wing it. I have to like you did all your homework. People so you are know listening. Yeah, about. yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but now I'm like, what what do we have to watch? Oh, crap. I got to let me. <laughs> How many episodes? Oh, 20 episodes? No, I can't do that. We'll do like three and we'll, we'll record yeah, yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, th- things happen. Life gets in the way. Um, but, you know, Marvel dropped a, a trailer and we thought it'd be fun to uh, go over the trailer. And then we actually read the Neil Gaiman, uh, John Romita Eternals comic, which is, I guess, it's the seminal Eternals comic, right? That's the, the one everybody always refers to, even more well, than Jack Kirby I, stuff. I, 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 Right, but the seminal one is the Jack Kirby one. This is a soft reboot to kind of like place the Eternals in a modern Marvel context and how it fits into the world. Now, the problem is when we're talking about a modern Marvel context, we're we're talking about two thousand six, two thousand seven. Right, right, and this is this is uh, this story is taking place at the height of Marvel's. Uh, Civil War. So Iron Man's like in charge of the Avengers and uh, and uh, forcing everybody to register. Right. Yeah, that, that was interesting that that, that kept yeah, coming up. Yeah. Yep. Right. Right. For, for sure. But um, before we d- dive into the comic book, let's go and take a look at the trailer. All right. And uh, Spade will put the link for the exact trailer that we're watching in the in the show notes. So we'll do a countdown so you could hit play at the same time. We're playing it so you can kind of like live watch it with us yeah, so you can hear you know, our You guys know the commentary. routine if, if you've been listening. Yeah. You know, we, we've been doing or, this but if not you just, first time. Right, right. So if you watch <laughs> it beforehand, any, anything works, right? It doesn't matter. Exactly. Anyway. Exactly. All right. So, all right. So we're going to watch this trailer. All right. And you count it down, Spade. All right. Ready? In three, two, one, play. The Eternals. Here we go. This is supposed to be a fam- supposedly a famous song. I'm not familiar with it. I'm not either. I'm- All right. At, okay. Looks like people from like thousands of years ago, right? But remind me to talk about the costumes here um, after this is over because I have a. So this kid standing up. Do you think that's Icarus? No. So Icarus is in this ship. He's in this ship. This is like 
very 2001 a space odyssey spaceship design you know it's just like a big dark slab you know my my first thought was angelina on, jolie because of the comics you know how the, the celestials come and they give the earth people their powers i thought the people right. there were gonna be who they turn the eternals into but so you think those are the eternals that's what i thought at first i was asking you i mean i know the answer right we know they're on the ship but See, they're helping all these uh, peoples from Different thousands of years ago. That's like Ishtar's Gate in the Hanging Gardens, one of the Seven Wonders. That That's actually in, like, a museum in Berlin or something. All right. They shot a sprite. sprite. That's Druig. So, I think that's what they were creating, the Yumina Mind. Right. So we'll, we'll, we'll talk right. about the Unimine in a little bit, right? Right. But, I mean, visually, I think it looks really great. I thought this was a pretty boring trailer, to be honest with you. Well, yeah, it doesn't show any, re- yeah. very few action scenes. It doesn't really show anything at all. all right, well, here, I'm glad. Here's the, here's the little tag at the end, right? See, we were talking about this. Thank you for this. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah. Who do you think's going to lead the Avengers? I could lead them. Yeah, Icarus dropping his line. Said, of, he could lead yeah, the yeah. Avengers. Wah, wah. Wah, wah. Um, so, okay, let's let's start with the end of that trailer. All right, and that joke line. So you know, and I've I've and, and I'm going to be honest here. I've never seen a um, uh, a Chloe Zhao movie. Actually, that's not true. Um, I saw the beginning of uh, Nomadland, Nomadland, and I really liked it. Um, um, I, it was getting late. I, you know, so many movies, I just start falling asleep. And it, but I really liked it, and it was, um, it felt like it was um, in this space between documentary and an actual uh, a foot film and a documentary. It felt like it was like blurring the lines between, like, like The Office. Fig- Fiction and nonfiction. No, because there was actual people who were <laughs> no, nomads I, I in these c- communities, like playing themselves, and it was really good. So, um, uh, and it's Francis McDormand. It was really wonderful and very cinematic. And 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 um, I think the trailer was a very specifically Chloe Zhao trailer because of that kind of imagery. But that last scene at the end. That's like corporate Marvel saying, you need to put this in there so everybody knows this is connected to the Marvel Universe. Right. And it doesn't fit with the rest of the trailer. It's almost like it's another movie. You know what right. I mean? It doesn't feel like it, right? Well, well, he- here's the thing with the Eternals, right? So, yeah, n- number one, aside from the beginning where it says Marvel Studios and then that little bit at the end, there's no real connection, like you said. So they got to put that in there. But – the big question this entire time has been if Thanos is attacking the world, where's the Eternals? Where's the X-Men? Right? So those are two huge questions that Marvel has to answer. So the X-Men are easy. You can just say, oh, there's no mutants yet. They, they'll show up later on. It's all post-Thanos, whatever. But with this story, we know that they're going through the whole history of, of time. So they were definitely around at some point in the beginning and they even said, we don't get involved. So if you're not going to get involved when Thanos comes in to, to basically destroy the Earth, 
when do you get involved? So what's going on here? Well, I mean, I think the question is answered in the Neil Gaiman uh, series right. that we'll cover. Right. But, I, I, and then you said the X-Men will just appear and mutants will come after the step. I don't think so. I think the mutants have been there all the time. It's Xavier's been mind wiping everyone so they don't remember their existence. Anyway, but we, that's that's that, that's the X Men show that we uh, have yet to do. That's another podcast. That's another <laughs> podcast, right? But uh, but anyway, let's talk about this trailer a little bit. And I want to go back to when the ship. Everything's looking great. The ship flies in. You see that there's these people, you know, low technology, thousands of years ago, human beings. The costuming there was terrible. I love the Eternals costumes. It looks great, but. Those costumes don't feel lived in, you know? Everybody's kind of like wearing the same thing. It feels like, you know, like a like a bad Star Trek episode. And I love Star Trek, but a bad Star Trek episode where they have to go to a planet and they have to kind of like throw everybody in, in, in costuming for another planet. So everyone wears the same thing because there was only one design like drawing. Sack with a head cut out. Right, and they're and and the costume shop is overworked and needs to send it out, and all these people are pretty much like wearing the same like nondescript burlap sack, but with that fit them well, you know. And I'm just, I'm just saying, it didn't feel like genuine. It didn't feel like these people had any culture. It felt like one of these '60s movies, like. Uh, where where uh, Raquel Welch is fighting a, 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 a animatronic uh, stop motion animation dinosaur, you know. <laughs> bring it, Raquel Welch. Bring it, Raquel Welch. Totally I mean, Ra- Raquel Welch and and, uh, and Ringo Starr are fa- fighting a dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's There's an actual missing. movie with Ringo Starr, right? You know what? There should have been a dinosaur in that opening sequence. They should have been running from something. But so that's supposed to be like thousands of years ago, right? Right. So now, depending on which comic book you read, what's the deep time on this? Is it half a million years or is it like only like 30,000 years or is it 8,000 years ago? Well, T, they are eternal. I mean, it is in their name, right? right? That's that's the deal here. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, to me, I really thought it was going to be – so – so the backstory of the Eternals is these beings, the Celestials, right? They're, they're just huge, giant space gods. They come to Earth and they give humans powers, right? But yeah, they take and, the human DNA stock and from that, they, they create two races, right? They create... Right. You have the Eternals, the, which are the good guys. The Eternals, which are... And they're like superhero type powers, right? And beautiful and everything. And then they create also the deviants. And I like how Neil Gaiman in the book says that the change, they call themselves the changing ones, right? Right. And they're ugly and they don't hold their form and they look like demons. Yeah, they're they're monsters basically kind of thing. I hope that they don't, that they, they turn that if you're ugly, you're bad kind of thing. And they get rid of that for the movie because that's like... But that, that's, that's part just, of the story too, though. In the original Eternals, remember some of the deviants. Not they all weren't bad, and they all weren't good. Right, either, right, right. You know, right, right. But yet we didn't see any of that in in this trailer, which I thought was interesting. So they're hiding the deviants. They're hiding, they're hiding, hiding Yeah, right. In the um, the description that Marvel put out for the movie, they talk about the deviants. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. They 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 talked about they talk about. So I mean, um, here according uh, we'll to, have to IMDb. Look that up. Well, according to IMDb, this is the summary. Ready. 
The Saga of the Eternals, a race of immortal beings who lived on Earth and shaped its history and civilizations. That's it. There's nothing there. Hold on. Um, so, you know, we'll see on November 5th when, when this comes out. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm assuming that they obviously they got to fight something. So, yeah, it's going to be the Deviants for sure. Yeah. Question, do you think Thanos is going to be in this movie? Okay, here's from Marvel.com. Wait a second. All right. Yes, I do think okay. that young young Thanos. Oh, uh, no, this isn't. This isn't not, for not official. Movie. No, this is for a comic book. But, I mean... It, I mean, I don't, we'll have to look it up and we'll put it in the show notes if we can find it. It says that they do when they're conflict with the deviants. You know? I mean, yeah, so, it, it makes sense. And, and, and we'll also put in the show notes our old podcast. So if you re- we'll, where we do a really deep dive on every single character. Right. In, um, in, yeah, right, in the Eternals. Right. So, so that's, we're, we're not going to do that, that episode, now. We're not gonna, right, but when we recorded that episode, I don't think we didn't have a cast for this, right? No, we didn't have the cast. So. We didn't have so, the cast. Here, let's run down the we name. We can go over the cast. Let's go over the cast. All right. So you have Angelina Jolie. She's playing Thena, right? You th- I think she's going to die in it. And the reason why is I don't think Angelina Jolie would have gone for a contract. So she would have gone in for one paycheck and been out. See, That's why I, I think it. Possibly. I was thinking that was more along the lines of Selma Hayek, who's playing Ajax, who they, they gender swapped in this, right? Right. Um, then you have- But Selma Hayek is- it, I'm, so, I'm sorry. I'm going to- you know, but you can get Salma Hayek at, at a better price than Angelina Jolie. Yeah, it's about it's, you know it's a Marvel's you know Disney's a, a business, right? So they want Angelina Jolie. Why? Because a lot of people are going to come to this movie just to see Angelina Jolie, who's never seen a Marvel movie. You know, I I get that it's a business and all that stuff, but do you think Marvel cares anymore? Do you think they just want who they I, want? I, and they're going to get those people. I would so so I'm gonna, I wouldn't be surprised if Angelina Jolie dies. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not I'm saying, just saying that you're wrong, but I'm just saying because the character that comes out of here, who's actually the who's going to be the lead, and you could see this in the trailer. And who is in the love triangle that they already show in the trailer is uh, uh, Gemma Chan. And she is is Cersei. And Cersei right. has been an Avenger on numerous occasions in the comic books. Yeah, but wait, you, you know, so her name, Gemma, Gemma is her, her first name. You Gemma. Know who, oh, oh, you, Gemma. Know, you know who else she played, right? She played in, in Captain Marvel. She right. played she a played Kree Minerva. warrior, right? Yep. She played Minerva, her, right. Yep. One, right. one of the, the Kree warriors that was with her. But, yep. But she was green. It's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or blue. Yeah. blue. It's, it's, she's blue. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah. No, it's, no it's interesting that they, you know, would recast yeah. well, her well, well, role. Well, you know why? Because I, a couple of things. I think she's probably, you know, very talented and uh, and uh, just a great actor. So she, they would want to bring her in and we're like, wow, she would be great in this role. Can we do it after working with her? And I think they want her make her, and they were like, "Ah, it's okay," you know. They they had that right. somebody at a board meeting had that conversation, you know. But they, I think they went with her. She's and and she's good, but she's not going to be as expensive as right. Angelina Jolie. And, right. and we're talking about Angelina Jolie expensive. We're talking about you know a lot of money, and you couldn't you couldn't pin Angelina Jolie down to a ten movie contract. It's not a just about. Angelina Jolie for one movie they can afford. Ten movies. Angelina Jolie, you know, isn't you know, she's she's well, she gotta be almost fifty now, right? Right. Right. You know, so I mean, how old is she? Robert Downey Jr. is too old. All these folks you can't Robert Downey Jr., you know, if you're gonna play a superhero, that's for people in their thirties. Right. And uh Gemma Chan, uh, Gemma or Gemma? Gemma. 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 Uh, she um eighty two, so she's my age, she's thirty eight. Yeah. So she, I mean, she could play that character for 10 years, you know? Right. 
And then R- Richard uh, Madden is playing Icarus, right? Uh, Rob Stark. Rob Stark. So he was born in 86. Rob Stark so he, himself. He's born, Rob Stark, right. Yep. So, he, so he's got some time in, in, in the cave. Yeah, cow. so he could, Right, right. As Icarus. It doesn't... Like, Icarus is the lead in all of the comic books. I don't think he's going to be the lead in this. No, I think it's going to be her. Right. Cersei. Yes. All right. Yeah, right. Yeah. Cersei Lannister. No, not Cersei that's, Lannister. Not Cersei Lannister. Been there, done that. Not Rob. They're not Rob Stark. She, she already got him once. And who's this guy playing Druig? Oh, so so you know the story with him, Barry. I think his last name is Kogan. I think that's how, that's how you pronounce it. So in like 2012, yeah. he tweeted Stan Lee, "Make me a superhero." Put, really? Yeah, like put me in a movie or something. There, there's that tweet going around, and uh, yeah, now he's playing Druig, who is like the bad guy. Right or right. the iffy, the iffy eternal. Right, depending on what story. Like, that just they like tell. in that. What's the name of the uh, the um, inhuman on the moon? He's just like him. Who is that? Oh, um, I was gonna say Maximus, but it's not. It's Maximus. Um, yeah, it is Maximus. Is it Maximus? Yeah, it's Maximus. You're you are correct. Okay, so I'm looking at here filmography. He's gonna be in the new Batman movie. Oh yeah, as who? Uh, he, uh, Officer Stanley Merkel. Okay. But, you know, uh, right? I never heard of that character. Probably Dunkirk? I, 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 I uh, never saw Dunkirk. Did you see Dunkirk? Yeah, didn't love it's it. supposed to be good. No, another, one of them, another one of them Chris Nolan movies I could take or leave. You can't you can hear the dialogue? No, you can't hear nothing. <laughs> it, was, it was like an hour and a half movie. I felt like I was watching the four-hour epic. Okay. It just didn't seem oh, to I'm end. Trying. I wasn't crazy about it. All right, so this guy hasn't been... He seems familiar, though. Oh, you know who he looks like? He looks like, what's his name? From uh, Cyclops. What's his name? Oh, t- Ty Sheridan. I was going to say um, with Miles Teller. He looks like Miles Teller. A little bit. Yeah, a little bit him. A little bit, yeah. yeah. So anyway, he, he's he's good for a 10-movie contract. Sure. <laughs> he's been, you know. About, so how, how many people have gotten their roles just by saying, I want to play the character on, on, well, on uh, Twitter? Like, you know, I read a story today because they were talking about this with Maharshala Ali. When he was filming, Luke Cage said, "Hey, what's going on with Blade? I like to play Blade." <laughs> really? Yeah, back when nice. they were filming Luke Cage, yeah, season one, he got so that. So next on the list is Sprite, right? Sprite, the character who is, and again, go listen to our other podcasts. But like, all these characters are analogs of mythology, mostly right. ancient Greek, myth- Roman Greek mythology, and Sprite is kind of like uh, the puck character from uh, Mid- uh, Midsummer Night's Dream. Yeah, the, the um, trickster. So, she, she's Loki, basically. Right, right, right. right. Like, and, like and, kid and, and again, we've read the comic book, so when we talk about the comic book, there's got to, again, let's give a spoiler alert. Right. Spoiler alert, you have been warned. We're going to go through a lot of things in the comic book, and we're probably going to hit a lot of the story beats, um, sometimes on purpose, sometimes by mistake in this. So it's speculation on our part that might play out to be true. So if 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 that's... If right. that's what it is, we're sorry. So it's kind of, it's not exactly spoilers, but it might be some spoilers. Yeah. Right? It's it's not like we, we read stuff on the internet and then we're claiming to make it up. We're just going to use no. what we know from the comic books. And, from the comics. And there, right. there's some stuff with Sprite that's really, really interesting and really, really deep. Like when you you actually talk about it. So, you know, if they do it in around. the movie, yeah, if they do it in the movie, it would be really, really interesting. Sprite's good for 10 movies. Um, And then they next, there's this guy, actor, I don't know. It, Kit Harrington, who is he? You know nothing, Jon Snow. Come on, T. You know who Kit Harrington is. <laughs> I know nothing. <laughs> but you know what? So here's the thing, and it's all over the internet. So he plays Jon Snow, who is the brother of Rob Stark, who is who is Richard Madden, who's also in this. And they only 
they only saw each other. The last time they saw each other the was first in first season. Of game is going, right? uh, first season of it was oh, the, it was first season or first episode of the first season. Something like that. Well, it's early in the first season, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? And you know what he says to him? Uh, next time I see you, you're going to be wearing the black, right? <laughs> or taking the black or wearing the black, right? Right. The character that Kit Harrington is in this movie is the Black Knight. Right. So that's interesting because he's <laughs> you assume he's probably going to be like one of the major players in the movie, but he's not an internal. Right. right. He's an Avenger. And in the comic books, he has a relationship with Cersei. And but, you know, Cersei has dated, you know, but uh, but I, I think one of the big relationships he's had is with um, with the Black Knight, Dane, Dane Whitman. So we shall see how he fits in. Is he like the Black Knight from Atharian Legends or is he like a more modern take on it? Um, we know they're going to put so their spin whole, on it. Yeah. So Black Knight was one of the early original Avengers. He, he came in early, like within the first... 10, 20 issues. I'd have to look it up, but all right. All right. So Selma Hayek as Ajax. We talked about so, that a little bit before. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Camille Nagiani playing Kingo, right? Well, let's go back. Ajax is the only Eternal that's able to talk to the Celestials, and the Celestials are the giant space gods. Right, right. right. Okay, so Camille Kamal Nagiani. Nanjiani Kamal Nanjiani, yeah, Kingo. Kingo. I, I don't remember this character. I've never seen him in the comic book. He's really small. No, he, he does. It's, it's not in a lot of... Like he's not like core eternal character, and they think um, they brought him up. But you know, there's a lot of things online. We won't talk about it. But there's a lack, a lot of Captain America shields in the in the in oh in the, the trailer. Um, there, there's in the, one. in the trailer, right? right? And it's like like the the um, the traditional kind of triangular, triangular. yeah uh, shield that's in Kingo's because they think it's on Kingo's plane because there's K's everywhere, like in the background. And then some of the background warrior characters have the circle shield with the star and everybody's like going wild, speculating of what kind of meaning that has. Interesting, for sure. But Kamal um, Nanjani, I love him. I love- uh, uh, Silicon Valley. Yeah, uh, Silicon Valley. He um, he has an episode of the new Twilight Zone. He was in that. Um and he's just good in whatever he is. So, yeah. and he got ripped. He did get. He got. You got yoked, as the kids say. <laughs> <laughs> These next two, they're they're not super popular either. Uh, Dong Lee, right? Gilgamesh. Yeah. And Gilgamesh. Brian, Gil- Brian Tyree. Gilgamesh is an old uh, Bronze Age hero. One of the first, ri- like I think it's the first heroic story that's like written down is about Gilgamesh, like Gilgamesh and Enkidu at Uruk. My Star Trek people know that, the reference. Um, but Gilgamesh and Enkidu at Uruk. Shaka when the walls fell. Um, but uh, I'm, not saying, I'm not explaining. Good, good job. But uh, Gilgamesh is an actual like hero from ancient myth as well. So there's good, there, I'm sure they're going to show how that works. So, uh, but... Uh, but Don Lee, he's uh, and I and again another movie I didn't see. But what was the uh, the Korean the, the train, uh, um, the last train to to Busan or something like that? Uh, train to Busan, train to Busan, and he's supposed to kick ass in that movie. He's supposed to be like yeah, the I, biggest kick ass. Um, I have to check that out. Uh, I, I, yeah, I think we should cover that. I, uh, Ariani was recommending that we I th- cover it. I think my brother keeps going. Oh, you got to see Train to Busan. You got to see Train to Busan. Uh, so Don Lee's he, he's awesome. I'm excited to see. I'm excited to see him at Gilgamesh. So right, it's at Babylon, right? So they show you see the gates of Babylon. 
So there's that time when they're there with the blue walls. Right. Fastos is is based on Vulcan from the from Greek myth. So Fastos is the one in the trailer doing that magic around that. I don't yeah. know what's it like staff looking thing I guess. Right. So he's like Vulcan in ancient. So he's like the the weapons maker or the the armor or the the person oh, at okay. the forge, right? So he's 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 like the builder. So it looks like he's building something there, right? That makes sense. Right. Um. He is like, what is he building? And it, it and like that's another one. This is a really really nitpick I have of the video that he's creating this and it looks like just any kind of after effects you know it it gave me dr strange vibes like where they're uh training him and everything like that that, well all all of that all of the things because if you see when when uh athena uh, athena athena angelina jolie is her sword is being made and when you see the um the kind of uh obelisk ship the 2001 type obelisk ship that comes all of the uh the, that kind of patterns like reveals itself out of like being cloaked. Right. So it's like it's invisible and then it comes – you could see it and then all those kind of like things, all those patterns are very Doctor Strange. I agree. Right. And then the, the, the last main Eternal who they also gender swapped is Makari, right? Played by Lauren Ridloff. Mercury in, right, in Mercury. ancient Greek and Roman. Right, right. So, so she's the one laying on the chair reading really, really quickly, um, which, which is pretty right. cool. She, she's the speedster. Right, and and she is uh, deaf. The actress is deaf, and uh, the um. Oh, the actress is deaf. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, so she's I think like the first deaf actress in 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 a Marvel movie. There's oh, wow. a lot of a lot of firsts with her her being cast in this role. But um, it's interesting to me that that they gender swapped her. Uh, you know this character because there's the love triangle between Makari, Icarus, and, and Cersei. I wonder if they're going to keep that going. The the love triangle is going to be two, between the two Stark brothers. Right. That's what it's going to be, right? Um, and we're not talking Tony Stark. Right. We're talking Game of Thrones again. But <laughs> um, and and like uh, in the is really is really bad. But like in the Neil Gaiman. So, book, so here, uh, so, so wait, see, Sprite shaming her, Sprite shaming her. It's like she's dated all the Eternals. It's like, right. oh man, why are you shaming her like that? Well, well man? here, let's let's cut it here, right? Talking about the, the cast and everything, and now we'll go into Neil Gaiman stuff. So this is where we're going to get into speculation and spoilers. So if you want to stop listening until after the movie, you know, come back. Thanks for downloading and all that kind of stuff. But we're, we're going to go deep in the Neil Gaiman stuff, which I really, really yeah. enjoyed this comic. Do you like I think, take- I think. Yes. Yes, I really liked it. Definitely. I'm going to say B plus A minus. I say B plus A minus. Um, I'll always recommend the art of John Romita Jr. I loved him when he was when he was um, doing the X Men back in the '80s, and I really liked how his art developed more into his style. So he's come out with a really powerful style. Sometimes. It, it like well, sometimes it, it, took a, when, it took a little getting used to because I felt like everybody was like basically Ben Grimm in an overcoat, just like broad shoulders <laughs> and, and you know and smaller head. But it's I, I enjoyed it because when you read comics now, and I, and I mentioned this to you, T, and I don't know if I said this on the podcast, but it feels like you can pick up any comic and it looks like it's basically drawn by the same person because I guess right. how comics are done now it's all done on computers and you know you, you're doing the, the lining and the inking and all that kind of stuff so there's no real like flair to it there's very few artists where you look at something and you're like oh I know who did that like like Alex Ross you know right away right you know uh, here John Romita you know right away Frank Whiteley you'll know right away these other guys you start looking at and you're like oh I don't know 
I don't know who this could be right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and that's not to say that the art's bad by any means, but it's just too similar, really. But th- this was a nice change of pace for for sure. But I, I think that Ramita is informed by Jack Kirby's work. And I like how Ramita does scale here. He does a, like really, he does, he can go from like two people talking in a regular human room to celestial space gods within a couple of panels and it works because i feel right. the i i feel the the the, the change in scale right, right. there's this point there's this point where the celestial stands up and hank pym is huge like his giant man size and it shows giant man standing next to the eternal which i really like because it's like that kind of like uh uh right. thing so yeah so that that's really good yeah, no, th- this comic book. So, so the premise of the comic book is that the Eternals are in modern day Earth, or I sh- not Earth, modern day timeline, but they don't know that they're Eternals, right? Spoiler they alert! Right. Spoiler alert! That's why they weren't at uh, uh, weren't fighting Thanos. Right. That that's most likely what, what they're going to do. Right. But the reason that they don't have it in the comic books is because Sprite put like a hex on all of them, as right, like a, right. as like a joke, right? But the, the interesting thing that I mentioned before with, with Sprite is, so Sprite's 12 years old, but eternally 12 years old. Right. So imagine if you're spending your whole life 12 years old and, you know, he's, in the comic books, it's, it's a guy, it, it's a boy. In, in the movie, it's going to be a girl. But basically complaining like, can't love anybody because everybody just looks at right. her and treats her like a child and, you know, doesn't respect her because she's a child and her parents don't. Right. deal with her because she's a child right so she basically sets up all these illusions so the eternals forget who they are and, and she says i'm a million years old and right. like yeah right and it's, it's actually it's a pretty heavy thing if you start thinking about it like imagine you had to live your entire mm-hmm. life as 12 years old where it's that in between age where you're quote unquote too young to know better you know what i mean you can't do anything an interview with a vampire right they right. had the they they changed that little girl right uh right. with Kristen Dunst, Kristen Dunst right yep. when she was little right uh, yeah basically yeah and, basically that's uh, the story and she couldn't yeah so that that that's uh that's there and she wiped their memories and then that the 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 big conflict in this also is that there is a sleeping celestial in, in you know buried in the earth um and sprite wakes wakes the celestial up and is able to become mortal um so she can grow up right right so he can grow up so so that's what um so that's what's going on in the in in the comic there and that's like what drives the plot so you know this eternal wake up and just destroy the world right and that that's kind of borrowed from the earlier uh jack kirby one because there's a celestial here judge you know meant to judge the the Earth, I think it's given what like fifty years or something like that, and then in. But 50, they never finish the story. There's always an eternal right. about the judge. They're always about to judge Earth, but never actually. But they do, never do. Right? Yeah. So I mean, you know, the original one is the is the Jack Kirby one from the the seventies. There's another Eternals run in the eighties. I think it's like twelve or thirteen comics. Then you get this one from the early two thousand, and there's one more run, um, by I, th- I think the the artist's name is. Uh, Noof is the is the last name. It's like K N A U F something along those lines. Um, he picks up the story after the Neil Gaiman stuff, and that's only nine issues. And then recently, there's there's an Eternals comic that just came back, and in the first issue, Icarus is fighting Thanos, 
and kills Icarus. And that's basically the, the first issue. Really? But then you... But but then you find out it's an illusion by Sprite and Icarus is still alive kind of thing. And there, uh, okay. I think there's only like two or three issues out now. Um, spoiler alert. Sorry if I just ruined it if anybody's going to read that comic. But so Do we talk about Thanos being uh, an yeah, Eternal? I, I think you have to. No, but I mean, did we talk about it or was it just before the podcast? No, I mean, we, we could talk about it now. Yeah, yeah. So Thanos is an Eternal with deviant genes. Right. So he's like half deviant, half Eternal. I don't know. It kind of – the way – every time they explain it and – Thanos um, came from Titan, which in the MCU is a planet if in another in a, another star system. But in the comic book and in real life, Titan is a moon of of Saturn, and that's where a lot of the Eternals left to live. They were living in uh, Olympia, which is Mount Olympus, right? And uh, some of them moved to to the planet Titan. So a lot of Marvel comics, uh, cosmic drama happens on Titan. Right. But it's in our solar system instead of like, uh, you know, across the galaxy. So it's kind of, it's, you know, we'll see how they do that and relate that. And like we were asking, like, is, is, you know, is Thanos going to be in the Eternals? I'm going to say, I would be surprised if he's not. Yeah, I think so too. At least as a little kid, or if his his father, I think, or and or, and or mother would probably be being here. Maybe they'll be like one of the deviants or something. But his father in the right. comics is not really like a bad guy, so I don't know, right. you know, if they would really do it that way. But I, well, I think you got to kind of think. Thanos didn't think of himself as a bad guy. That's true too. So let's talk about the one character main Eternal that is in all the comic books, but is not in the cast list. Zuras. Oh, Zuras, yeah, yeah. Zuras, who is, who is an analog to Zeus, Zeus, Zeus right? Who so, is in? Go ahead, T. This is your is theory. In, go, go for it. Yeah, this is my theory. Well, it's my. It's less of a theory, more on my wish list, um, because uh, Russell Crowe is rumored to play. Is it rumored or confirmed? No, it's confirmed. It's he, he confirmed it himself. Oh, he confirmed it. Okay, yep. he's going to be playing Zeus in in uh thor love and thunder but is he going to be playing zeus or is he going to be playing zuras right and is it going to be like that kind of like switch of because they're supposedly the same in, in the marvel now in marvel comics it was when the eternals came out it was like oh they, they mistook me i'm you know but i'm the basis for the origin of zeus of, of right you know back in the day but but then the marvel comics go no there's a whole another they're similar, but they're different, so it doesn't really explain the similarity. Makari, Mercury, Zuras, Zeus. So I hope that he is playing Zuras. I, I got to in... be honest. I would be a little surprised if there's not some crossover between this and Thor. Because if you have Christian Bale playing Gore the God Butcher, and there's basically no gods now because they, the they destroyed Asgard, right? Uh-huh. Odin's dead. Frigga's dead. Like All, all the warriors are dead. Heimdall's dead. Every Loki's Kind of dead, might not be dead. We'll find out on Disney Plus in a couple of weeks. But who's he killing? Right, he's got to, he's got to kill somebody. And Gore has one main storyline where he has a bunch of gods captured, and they're basically part of like a chain gang uh, building a bomb. So like, if you don't have any gods to kill, I mean, it makes reason to me that if you're not going to do the mind wipe storyline where when Thanos is around and they're not around, right? If he's got some of them captured and on another planet, that that also makes sense to me with with the Eternals characters. I think 
that Russell Crowe Azuras is going to be mentioned because Zuras is Athena, Athena's uh, father. So there might be a thing where they mentioned, oh, when my father was killed, right? Right. My father died in battle. My father, Azuras, died in battle. And then in Thor, Love not and really Thunder. Di- yeah, not really dead. And then there he is. You, you might be see, see the scene with the Eternals. And, you know, Angelina Jolie will show up for that one. Uh, you know, the Eternals fighting Gore the God Butcher. So you see Gore the God Butcher take out a bunch of Eternals. Right. And then you're going to be like, oh my gosh, Gore the God Butcher's, Butcher's super tough. You know, so that would be actually really cool. And if it was, if it that 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 Russell Crowe thing happened thousands of years before, right? He, right. He had to change his name for for naming. Someone bought his naming rights. You know, <laughs> he had to change his name. <laughs> right. So he's yeah, but uh, yeah, it might just be in a be in a flashback. Yeah. You know, and it'd be like Thor and Odin and Loki and all the Eternals all getting together to fight Gore the God Butcher before. And listen, this movie's been delayed. You know, it was supposed to be out over a year and a half ago, right? It wasn't supposed to be right. out la- last November and then February and all that kind of right, stuff. Right. So with all the new people being cast and, and scenes or uh, not scenes, sets set up and everything, you can easily film right. some stuff. I mean, Thor just wrapped a couple of weeks ago. So you can you can do a, an end credit scene with, with that kind of stuff, with, with him in it, with, you know, Richard Madden or, or Angelina Jolie and anybody just talking at the end of this movie leading into Thor. And you know what? We all we all kind of have been feel a little burned because like we had all these theories about the Disney Plus shows and who could show up, and they only gave a like, they gave a little bit. But I mean, there was a lot of connectivity in in Wandavision, right? They did a whole Captain Marvel Monica Rambeau origin story in that Photon, right? And they had Sword, and they had all this other stuff packed in there, right? I think Marvel had, you know, Marvel, they said they have a 20-year plan, right? And 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 their brand is connectivity. So I would be surprised if, I think they're saving for the big connections in the movies, you know like, what I mean? I, like I was telling you, see, Disney Plus, my biggest fear is, yeah, they're there and they're great. The problem is, I don't know if you're going to necessarily have to watch them for the movies. I think you're going to basically get everything you need, like Falcon and the Winter Soldier, right? When we last saw Sam Wilson, Steve Rogers game in the uh, the shield if you don't watch the falcon winter soldier at all captain america 4 has been announced with sam wilson as captain america you're just going to make the connection right from endgame to that movie that oh he's captain america not a big deal you don't even need to know about the john walker or or any of that kind of stuff winter soldier is going to be running around with him you have two lines of exposition oh yeah we're friends now kind of thing and it's just like Mm -hmm. never had to see those six hours of tv and it's just going to make perfect sense to people that don't have disney plus and are only watching the movies i i think people have been harbingers of doom for the 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 theater for a long time and i think i I think I'm i'm gonna go with it like this small bookstores started closing when Borders and Barnes and Noble started getting huge and huge and huge, right? And then all of a sudden they opened up cafes in there and so people could come in. So it's also a place to hang out, right? But then Amazon comes along and other things like and starts to the Barnes and Nobles and the Borders start to close because people are buying their books online. And every all of a sudden these big Barnes and Nobles can't handle it anymore, right? So the Barnes and Nobles and the Borders are, are, are going under, right? But people still need somewhere to go to drink their coffee where there's books around them, you know? So the little bookstores are making a resurgence, right? Right. So 
I think the idea is that we're, everything is shifting. And I, 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 I think that Marvel, Disney, you know, what, what, whatever, Warner Brothers are trying to figure out. Now, Marvel saying, hey, well, they're going to save their big stuff for, for the films. And I think you're right that, it, that a lot of it will not be essential viewing. But I don't think that it's going to be, uh, you know, when you bring Isaac. Um, oh, is it really? No, Isaac. Uh, um, Poe Dameron. Uh, oh. Um, Oscar Isaac. Oscar Isaac. Or when you bring Oscar Isaac in to play Moon Knight. That's not essential viewing. Well, he, here's the problem, right? So the only two series that we've seen so far are based on pre-existing characters. You haven't had right. a lead character that you haven't introduced solely on Disney Plus yet. So you're going to get that with Miss Marvel. That's going to be the first one. But you got Loki, Miss Marvel, Hawkeye, and then I guess probably Moon Knight would, would be the next one because they, they just announced officially, finally, that he's playing the role. So maybe I'll be proven wrong with those. But right now, those two series that we've seen... I don't I don't think so. And the problem is with with Marvel's storytelling method, you can only delay these movies for so long. So you had Black Widow, WandaVision, Falcon and Winter Soldier, Eternals and Shang-Chi all in the can. And the more you delay those, the more everything else gets delayed. So you got to start releasing these at some point. Right. That's why I think that the Black Widow thing Disney should have released this last year. There was no reason for them to hold on to it. They they could have saved the pandemic. Honestly, I've said I would this have before. Paid, I would have paid 40 bucks. You would have paid 40 bucks for the Black Widow movie for right. two weeks, right? Right. Yeah, I mean, I, I would have seen it. I mean, I'm not... Honestly, I don't really care about this movie. I feel like it's a dead character that they should have filmed the movie about 10 years ago and been ahead of the, the curve right. with a female-led superhero movie and gave given her justice after, like, the first Avengers movie. Now I'm just kind of like, whatever. I mean, yeah, we're gonna see. Yeah, I'm it. more excited. I'm more excited to see the Ms. Marvel and She-Hulk on Disney Plus. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, right right now, I think I'm most excited for Spider-Man. I think that's my number one. Eternals two, Shang-Chi three. I think that that's my order. Black Widow is is four, and that that's if we're only counting the movies. I don't know what I'm the most excited for. I I mean, I have to think about that. I have to think about that because I see it all as one thing. You know, Shang-Chi. I think is gonna. It's going to be paint by numbers, the plot. I think I'm, I, you know what? Let me take that back. I'm looking most forward to Multiverse of Madness. Oh, I'm talking about just that, for this year, though. I mean, yeah, Multiverse of Madness, oh, yeah, that's going to be great. But that's but, that's like filming right now. When's that coming out? Well, I think next May. Is that next May? I'm looking I'm looking forward to Loki. I, I, lo- I love Owen oh, Wilson, yeah. man. That's my yeah, man. I, mean, I, mean, I love it. Yeah, I can- Loki, absolutely. Um, but, you know, as far as the movies goes, you, you have Black Widow, Shang-Chi, Eternals and, and Spider-Man. Those are your next four. Like, I, I, could, I could watch Owen Wilson, like, taking calls for, like, a telethon for two hours. <laughs> I could just listen to that audio. You know what I mean? He's like, hey. Yeah, I can't. I'm not going to try and do a, a, a Owen Wilson. But I'm looking forward to him and Loki. That's great because I think that's really brilliant to have uh, Tom Hiddleston and, and Owen Wilson, like, just doing shtick. I could yeah. watch that. Yeah. That's what were it. we talking about? We, I think we said in another podcast, you said, yes, like the first season two detective. Yeah. Just, just have the two of them sitting at the table. Like, yeah. Uh, just talking, just like yeah. time is a flat circle. There's going to be a, I, I would be surprised if they didn't say, yeah, like time is a flat circle. Time isn't a flat circle. <laughs> right. All right. So we, we got a little bit off track, but yeah, right, do we want no. to talk anymore about the Eternals? Um, I mean, I think, it, I think, I think it looks good. So what do you think? 
Oh, did we did we hit all our did we hit all our bullet points? I don't know. I'm trying to think for for the comic book. What else do we want to talk about? Yeah. So basically, they they, they lose their memories. They get them all back. The end. And they have to yeah they have to find all the other Eternals out there, which I think right. it, it, yeah. So if you want to go into Eternals like not like having all that kind of stuff, you know, not blind don't read any of the eternals comic books obviously but i think it's because we kind of ruined right, everything we, for we you already, already ruined it yeah but if, I you, think if you stuck around this long i am you know uh i would be surprised i'm not gonna guarantee it i'm not gonna but um i think that i think that the the movie's gonna play out a lot like um in terms of how, how why the the eternals aren't around because there's that one scene in the in the there's a that the, the brief brief like shot in the in the trailer where Cersei's like spinning around and she's like in the past but she has modern yeah. clothes and she keeps on turning around and she's in the present. And it, so it, it seems, seems like the time's changing around her kind of thing. Or she's Rem- remembering, remembering the time the time in the past, right? So I right. think I think this is their way out of that. And I think and I, I, you know, and and, and I'm, I'm 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 channeling Ariani here. These damn fanboys online demanding answers to where were the Eternals during during Endgame? You know what I mean? That's the biggest question they got to answer, though. Right. I mean, you're 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 doing this kind of storytelling model, so you have to answer these questions. So, are you saying that if the Eternals said, "Listen, we're not supposed to interfere. We're not we're not going to interfere," that's not enough? No, because. In this movie, they're going to interfere in something. Right. So if because you didn't interfere at the crossroads of human existence, what's going to make you interfere? What's the next thing? A celestial is going to destroy Earth? That's kind of the same thing as Thanos. But maybe that's the arc that they go through. They saw what happened with Thanos, and he's an eternal, and they were like, listen, we can't do anything. And there was a politic within the group. And then the arc that they go through is like, we can't not interfere anymore. But the, the, this, because <laughs> okay, they say in the yes. trailer, we can't interfere. They, they say right? it in the trailer, but then, but the trailer shows them interfering, right? When they're running in the Gardens of Babylon, they're there, right? Ready, they're, they're protecting it from something, right? When they pull up in Devi- the very beginning of the deviance. trailer, they can only protect from deviants because they're part of the same. Like, let's see now, now you're splitting hairs so we can't interfere but if the demons are going to destroy this thing we got to stop them i mean but that so it's they have to do what the celestials tell them right you have to let history play out right and i don't know we'll see how it goes i i think there's two ways it could go memory loss or we we made a mistake for not interfering so now we're going to interfere for for that tag to make sense where he says I'll go lead the Avengers. You you mean to tell me that you're gonna let no no but but you're gonna let someone lead the Avengers who wouldn't even come help you out when they needed you in in uh, their their biggest time of of help. So what I'm saying is I think that scene might not even be in the film. I think that might have been like just something that they put in for the thing. I think for that and maybe Icarus is also joking. Because they're not supposed to interfere, and he's like, "Haha, maybe I'll lead them." And the people are laughing, not at him, but they're laughing together with him about that. I don't, I don't know that. I don't know that they're going to emasculate their 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 lead character like that. You know what I mean? Make him a is he the butt of jokes? Is he's like is is Icarus 
the dumb guy who's just tough and he doesn't know what he's doing? Is he going to be that dude? Well, he, he's probably going to be the one who who isn't the leader, goes through the growing pains, and at the end he's worthy to be the leader kind of thing. Is that the story they're going to do with him? Uh, 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 no. You know, to your but, point, Ajax is the leader. Ajax is the leader, right? And and it's, it's – uh, Ajax is the leader. She's the only one well, that can speak to the Celestials. There's no Zuras, right, for whatever reason, hopefully – uh, we got that one right, but like I think that Ajax is the leader, right? Do do they do but they? What if, but Ajax is never seen with, with the group of them, is she? She's only seen on like it looks like some other planet or well, wherever. no, she's hugging Fastos in one thing on Earth. They're like cr- 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 comforting each other. Okay. Uh, See, I, I'm thinking going back what you were saying. Oh before, yeah, and Fastos, and just just as a as a side note, uh, Fastos is going to be the the first openly gay Marvel character in the in the in the MCU. I think right, right, or superhero. Right. Yeah, right. Something something like that. yeah, right, right. Yeah. Back to your theory before, you're thinking Angelina Jolie, Thena is going to be killed. So if she's the leader and she gets killed. That's your your hero story now. So who's going to take her spot atop the Eternals as the leader? Ajax is the leader of the Eternals, I'm believing. My thing is Ajax is the leader. She's going to be a leader at the beginning. She'll be the leader at the end, except if they introduce the character of Zuras. So if Zuras dies, and Zuras was like Angelina Jolie, oh, my father, right? And then she goes, I took over after your father. And Ajax says, right? Because Ajax is the only one that can speak to the Eternals. So I think Ajax is the leader. Right. I'm saying that they're going to change it up for the movie. That's that's my theory. Because to your point about Angela being too expensive to keep around, I think is valid. So make her the, the head honcho and you kill her. And now you have the Cersei Icarus storyline to vie for who's going to take over. I don't think there's going to be a question about who's leading the Eternals. I think that's not going to be the core. I think the core of it will be, can we interfere or can we not interfere? And I think... All these questions that people are having about that. There might be a thing where they're standing on a spaceship watching the Thanos battle at Endgame. I mean, that, I mean, in theory, some of them should be snapped away too, right? Right. So the mind wipe thing, that's the easy cop out, right? But it explains everything and it makes sense given the context of, we know, of what we know about these characters. Right. So that's the easiest storyline. Are they going to go that easy? Here's I don't a, know. Here's the one question I have. Icarus dies... In the Eternals comic, this the Neil Gaiman Eternals comic book, and they just regenerate him, like he was like an android or something. They just well, resurrect him. That's all them. the Eternals. That that's all the Eternals. Remember, because Makari died too. Remember, and then when he came back, he had all his memories and everything. Makari was was re- regened in one of those pods. No, he was lying there in coma on the side of the battlefield. Oh, he was he was he was destroyed too. I I thought they. I thought they said the thing that that woke up your memories was being killed, and that's what gave you your memories back. But see, th- this is a storyline that they're doing. It's, with a, the little, it's a little confusing. It's a little confusing. Yeah, Galactus makes an appearance here in the comic book. You think in the that, MCU they're going to make? Guy. You think they're going to make Galactus a rogue eternal in the MCU? They made rogue e- eternal or, or rogue celestial? Excuse me. A, thank you. A rogue celestial. Yeah. Because they made ego. A, they, they made ego a celestial. Right. Yeah, I mean, I think with any of these factions, you can you can have good and bad, right? Like they're going to do with the Kree and the Skrull and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, it's going to be the same thing here. But that's kind of weird that they could just be... It almost felt like that they were androids for a second. I'm like, is Neil Gaiman turning the Eternals into androids? 
because they yeah, were. Yeah, it, it was a little jarring. It's just like a, it was like a regeneration ship kind of thing. Yeah, and it was just kind of like off to the side, and I was like, well, this is kind of intense. They can't. They can't. Eternals. They can't die. They'll just. But then it looked like they were like being three D printed, like in Westworld. You know. Right, but I mean, it's technically if you can't kill them, there's no drama there, right? Right. So all the stakes are gone. Right. Right. It's like Superman. Right. 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 All right, we're 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 past an hour right now, but um, all right. Any last minute roundup? Uh, I think it's good. I'm, I'm looking forward to. The- oh wait, here's here's something. So I I saw this on the internet today. I was just scrolling through um, Instagram, so I don't even remember where I saw it from. But they showed the picture of the the wedding between Cersei and Icarus. Yeah. Right, and they're doing like the what's the what's the ceremony with the, they had the lays and all that kind of stuff on and, mm-hmm, and uh, yeah. I don't, I don't want to be insensitive to to the to the religious ceremony, but what they said was they're getting married, and then underneath that it showed Tony Stark from Spider Man Homecoming, and he's in the same kind of clothes. Was he at their wedding? Okay, in Spider Man Homecoming. Right. Right. When when Peter Parker falls in the 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 river or the pond. Oh yeah, and he's at some kind of. Him. Okay. And, and he opens it up, and and he's not even there. He's not even there. And then he's it like, cuts to it cuts to Tony Stark, and he's like at a wedding, but he's in the attire that he would be in if he was at like this kind of event. So I wonder if they're gonna put him at the, at their wedding, which uh, I thought was pretty interesting. I think that Cersei and Icarus would have been married then thousands of years ago, and that she lost her memory and then started dating Dane Whitman. In London, she's living in London. She's dating Dane Whitman, and then the problem that the love triangle comes up is when she's beginning to remember that she's an eternal. That she's like, "Holy crap, I'm married!" But I love this guy. I had I like I love two guys. What am I gonna do? Right. So she she she's in that she's in a sounds like the plot of a Seinfeld episode. Right. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I think that's the, that's the love triangle coming up like that. We'll find out on November fifth. Right. November fifth. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at NotAllPods. Visit us on our website at NotAllPodcastWearCapes.com. And send us an email, NotAllPods at gmail.com. Also subscribe and listen to us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Play. Not All Podcasts Wear Capes is a Thaumaturge Wonderworks production. This issue was edited by Andre 3.0 Marks.